Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch our bandit run. Okay, welcome in. Three dudes with a view. I am dude number three, Delph Kennedy. Um, it's Wednesday. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is still out there driving the bus. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Oh, he shaved his beard. I don't know. It's hard to tell on this camera <laughs> angle. Trim. All right. And uh, dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. All right. Turn the switch on. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. York. Uh, and regular special guest dude on Wednesday and Thursday, Debbie Matthews. How are you? Good morning. So glad to be here. All right. Debbie asked me what I'm I'm a little dressed up. Not you much. You are dressed up. Well, more than usual. But I'm going to a luncheon today in honor of Dr. Krista Martin, uh, and who's retiring as vice mayor of Columbia. She, As far as I know, she intends to keep on in her position as faculty at Columbia State Community College. She's not retiring completely. But, uh, folks, Krista Martin has had an amazing impact on this community uh, in so many ways. And uh, I'm, I'm just thrilled to be a part of honoring her. I'm going to cover it for these stations as well. And uh, she's made a difference, a huge difference. Um, Mr. York, you, you, you want to comment on that? Yeah, I think uh, Ms. Martin has done a outstanding job in the roles that she's played in the city of Columbia. Uh, you know, it's it's been a long time coming. I don't know when it when when we'll have another person of her stature to to pick up the the, the mantle and continue to move forward uh, with with the way the country's going. You know, but uh, in even in tough times, she's done an outstanding job uh, for the city, for the community. And also uh, an outstanding job out there at uh, Columbia State. I couldn't agree more. I, I could not agree more. She is. She's made things happen uh, in, in all sorts of different ways. Uh, found a way to get agreement, consensus, uh, and uh, so it's it's an it's an honor for me to have a chance to honor her uh, today at lunch. Uh, that's. Uh, and she always, I mean, even since I bought these radio stations, she took it upon herself to, you know, send me a text when, you know, something was going on that that uh, that deserves some coverage, perhaps. And, uh, you know, that, that takes a little time and effort, and it, it was appreciated. Adelk, it's about giving, being given the opportunity to do those things in, in city government and in your community, and... There's a lot of young people out there that are chiming to do things, but they seem to be pushed aside. The, 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 the structures that exist 
doesn't give them the opportunity to to do the things that they want to do. Now, they might think that their ideas are a way out. I know a lot of young people, both minorities and Caucasians, that are doing things in this community, and and they need to be recognized also. But it's being given that opportunity to to show your talents and to do the things. And, And I think this community is still somewhat close to that, to the younger people. I'm, well, I'm not I sure. With that, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I know, you know, what you're thinking of, Mr. York. Um, I am noticing, you know, with my own children now moving into their late 30s and soon to be 40. Um, you know, all of a sudden they are becoming community leaders, and uh, uh, so I, I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, it, it seems to me. At least to my observation, it seems to be sort of the natural evolution. Now, you know, the the folks that are at the top of the heap, you know, they never want to step aside. But sooner or later, they realize they need to or should or have to for whatever reason. And uh, younger folks step into their into their roles. Well, well, like I said, you know, there's there's people in this community. Uh, one for for, for that that's coming right to mind is Jay Lipscomb. She's doing a great job working with young people, and and she uses uh, the a nonprofit organization, uh, Jihad. I think it's Jihad. I, I get it. Might get it wrong. I think I have. She's met working her. with young people to. Uh, I, and she's been on the station before talking about, uh, you know, what I work with yeah, you. She's, I, yeah, she could I, be a, a future leader in the city of Columbia. I, yeah, I, Miss York, if I'm, I'm thinking I met her at a uh, an event for children, which was over in uh, Fairview Park a few months ago. And I hope I'm got. Yes, I mean. I, I think that's the person of whom you're speaking, and she's very impressive lady. Yeah, yeah, well, she's been on the station uh, uh, once or twice. But it's also a brother, Thomas Brown, who's who's a young man, young black man who who's doing good things in the community, and and he works in conjunction with her AHOD uh, organization. You know, those leader, those are leaders, uh, future leaders for Columbia in the minor in terms of minorities. And they need to be recognized, and they need to be uh, invited to do things, uh, be a part of this community. But it doesn't seem that it works that way. You got to push your way uh, to up front, you know. And it looks like the leadership. I look at uh, the the leadership Murray, the young leadership Murray. That's an organization that caters to people who has the money to get into it, and a lot of minorities may not have the the tuition. And I know they can apply for scholarships, but. You know, those are leaders that are future leaders for the possibility of being in different locations, uh, different uh, government offices, and what have you in Columbia. Well, well, uh, they, they'll they'll work their way into. I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess maybe you're talking about uh, black people, but I, I mean, the, well, I'm talking about leaders in general. You know, uh, the leadership Murray produces. You know, I went through it in 1996, and, right. and uh, it helped me. But uh, leadership Murray is a, is an organization that caters, and they don't they don't have that many minorities in that organization. But uh, I think that you know there, there's a possibility that they can expand that enrollment. But uh, people have to want to participate also. So you know you got you got other problems. You have to be invited. Yeah, well, I think any. Go ahead, Debbie. 
Well, um, I guess I'm the person that has the most experience with Krista Martin, as uh, as as most. I was elected in 2008, and Krista was already the Ward 3 city councilwoman and had been there a while. And what was um, awesome to me is Krista and I clicked as friends and uh, confidants early. I trusted her, and um, I was entering a council where she was not only an african-american woman but she uh, she was a woman on an all-male council and so when i got elected it uh, brought myself as well as city councilwoman sue stevenson onto the dais so that was three women at the time but i sat next to krista for seven years before she became vice mayor and uh, it was some of the proudest time of my life being able to work with her to try to make things better for her ward which was ward three and uh, just to work on things together, she was um, she was always so awesome to me, and it was a pleasure to work with her. And I really wish her the best. Yeah, and I don't know. Krista is retiring as vice mayor of the city of Columbia. I I don't think that Krista's. Uh, uh, I don't. As far as I know, she's not retiring from her position at the college. Uh, I think Krista's just she's. I'm guessing Chris is about my age, and so that's the age where you start to slow down a little bit or even retire. So I'm guessing she's just slowing down a little bit, and she's at the age where she certainly deserves to do that. Uh, she has done amazing things, and uh, if she wants to take a little more time for herself and her family or whatever, it's, it's certainly the right thing to do. It, and, it was not easy back then, probably even now, I'm sure, being um, – being black on the council, I don't think it was easy back then. Yeah, but it was. But it was not easy as well being a woman. I mean, that was a big deal when she started out because I think she was on the council twenty years before she started as vice mayor, and so that was, um, you know, she was stepping off into those things before the rest of us, and uh, you know, she should be applauded for that for you know how long she has served. Um. Anyway, I just she's my friend, and I'm thankful that she's uh, finding some time for her and Dee Dee. So yeah, and of course, Miss York points out that she is black, and and that's a I guess an important part of her story. But I've never seen Krista Martin as the black vice mayor. Yeah, she's she has been vice mayor to this whole community, uh, and so I've just never seen color there i've just seen madam vice madam vice mayor you know uh well, well that's the way it ought to be Dell. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. it ought to be non-partisan and ought to be non-biased in terms of racial identity it or ought to as be a, a person woman. to serve yeah. in a position or, yeah. as, or a as, woman. as a female you know right yeah i've, I've just never all I've ever all I've ever seen is Madam Vice Mayor, and I and I guess that's because of the way that she's conducted herself and her obvious interest in every corner of the community. Um, and of course, what we're talking about is Kristen Martin sort of winding down in the perhaps the evening of her career. Uh, but um, what Miss York's talking about is, you know, okay, what about the other end of the spectrum? Young people coming in. Um, and 
I guess that's. I, I, I'm well, not sure. I, I'm not sure. I, I mean, it's. You're, you're always going to place. Yeah, when the, when the young come in and disrupt the old, you, I mean, that's an age old story. You know, <laughs> the old don't want to go and uh, think they've got it all right, and the young are saying, "Hey, we got some ideas, and it's our turn to shine." You know, and uh, uh, leadership. Yeah, but that always leads to void in leadership when you don't have a community that's embracing this young people to encourage them to be in leadership, and that's I, I what I'm thinking about. You know. Well, well, not, not black or white or, or Caucasian or whatever. It's just I don't see the community embracing a lot of young people to be in its next tier of leadership. I just see it, you know, well, just kind I mean, of meandering you, around. You brought up uh, – I'm not sure I understand what you're talking about. You did bring up Leadership Murray, and here locally that is um, – that is, and I'm, is leadership, Murray, that, that's entirely done by the Chamber of Commerce, is that it right? It is, I think so. Yeah, yes. the alliance, yeah. The yes. alliance. I mean, that is a major effort, and it's been ongoing now for 20, 30 years, to cultivate uh, young people in this Middle Tennessee, Murray County community, and to sort of give them a jump start uh, to uh, introduce them to, you know, courts mayors commissions uh councils whatever to to give them sort of a basic course in leadership uh politics education government whatever and jump start those people into leadership positions in the communities and and yes there are scholarships available um and that that is perhaps the major tool for cultivating our young people in this area and getting them uh, into leadership positions in the community. But again, you've always got, you know, I mean, I don't want that young whippersnapper, you know. I've been doing it this way for 25 years and it's worked just fine. We don't need need any blood around here, you know. I mean, that's just, that's natural and it has to work itself out. And, And, you know, I think there is a youth component of leadership, Murray, if I'm not mistaken, that that's also, but I don't know how many of uh, how diverse it is when when they do form their classes. You know, I don't. I'm not familiar with that, Michelle. Let's take a break and come back. Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorsales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. 
Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me, painfree.com, or call 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder asking for your vote in the upcoming city election. Over the last four years, we've accomplished a lot together. We've seen record-breaking job creation and investment. We've made infrastructure improvements during a time of unprecedented growth. We've led reasonably and responsibly even during difficult times. And we've maintained our momentum while keeping that Columbia charm. But we're just getting started. There's more left to do. Let's be proud of our growing community while working to grow responsibly by ensuring growth is paying for itself. Let's continue with infrastructure improvements so we remain well positioned for the future. Let's keep investing in our public safety and law enforcement communities so that we can remain a safe community. And let's continue to unite behind a common cause of wanting our community to be the very best it can be when it comes to living, working, and raising a family. I'm Chaz Mulder. I'm proud to be your mayor, and I would be honored to have your vote. Committee to re-elect Mayor Chaz Mulder, Tina Adams, Treasurer. He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's pounded up, watch a bandit run.
We're in here chit-chatting about something. We're trying to follow a story in relation to the what's been going on with the library board, the library director, and uh, Commissioner uh, Miller, who is also the chair founder of, what is it, the Truth and Freedom Foundation? Clinton? It is, uh, give me one second, and I can, let, I can uh, tell the audience, it is... The Foundation for Liberty and Freedom. The Foundation for Liberty and Freedom. <laughs> so, founded by Commissioner Walsh. Walsh I mean, and Commissioner Miller. And what's his name? Beware. Aaron Miller. Aaron, Aaron Miller. T. Miller. Yeah. yeah. Beware. When everybody starts talking about freedom, beware. Um, I'm sure this isn't the first foundation for no, liberty it's not and the first. freedom. You know, so oh, Lord, send you money. Let the bank have the bass boat. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for our Monday episode. That's going to be um, hopefully when we can get Miss Graham in. So okay, well, oh, okay. I, I'll be. I'm going to speak with her as soon as the show's over today. Well, we we spoke last night. So all right, have I been around? I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude on Wednesday, uh, Debbie Matthews. How are you? Good morning. All right. Uh, well, good. So more to come, hopefully. And, and Ms. Harris was the one who passionately gave a speech in front of the library board. Ms. Graham. 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 Jesse Graham. Graham. Jesse Graham. Right. Graham. Yes, that's Thank who Clayton people. was talking about. Thank you, people. And which has been become viral, even being retweet, retweeted by the White House. So... Um, uh, well, I don't think Jen's in the White House anymore. Jen Saki, you see, you're talking about right. Is that is that what I'm talking about? I yeah, think so. yeah and, she's, and there, she's a private citizen. And there's now. been there's anyway. Been I mean, more. It's, yeah. it's gone viral around. It has. huge. Yeah. yeah, her speech. And so, hope we can get her on, get a more a little more light into what 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 went on, what's going on in terms of that library board and the. Uh, the Freedom and Liberty Foundation. It is uh, officially the, uh, called the Fr- Foundation for Liberty and Freedom. Foundation for Liberty and Freedom. The Foundation of Liberty and Freedom. Founded by, chaired by Commissioner Miller. Yeah, he is the executive director of the Foundation yeah. for Liberty and Freedom. Another griff. Another griff. Mm. <laughs> like you say, bass boat, 360 rod and reel. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, everyone's opinion is all over the place on this, but, yeah, you know, I mean, Aaron is an, he is a, he is a serviceman, okay, with the, he is in the service. He's just had a baby. Um, he's just finished a master's. So, you know, you all should get to know him as well. If you're going to okay, have people. Okay, fair in. enough, Debbie. Well, let's get him in. We'll uh, be happy to do that. I think, you know, everybody sort of has an opinion about how how things have gone and where they've gone. But there's a passionate opinion in this community to make sure that books are age-appropriate at that library. Are, are, are people wanting to ban books? Or no. Are they, are they just, I'm so against want, banning, uh, you that, know. That was, that but was, I do uh, believe in age-appropriate. Age, so that okay. means basically and, and Some of the news separate. stories have... Have said that this was an effort to ban books. No, and he's and even said that. I, yeah. far, it is. Far as, no, it he is. said it was not. As far as I can tell, it was not an effort to ban books. It was an effort to. But that's the next step, Del. You know, you, you start. Well, no, Jim, because you know what? If this town ever turned completely liberal. has enough sense. 
I'm not going to let inappropriate material go to kids. I do not want, I don't not want censorship because, you know, this community may not always be conservative. And I don't want my voice silenced at some point uh, because they want to remove conservative content. That's the thing is you have to be very careful when you try to censor things. Freedom of speech is absolutely delicate. It is, you know, but there are places for age appropriate. Well, and, and that's a lot of the, that's, let's be clear on this because as far as I can tell, you know, a lot of the PR about this said that that the that Miller and some others wanted to ban some books. As far as I can tell, and Miller is quite adamant, that he has not requested that the library board ban any books. Right. He has requested that some materials maybe be put where they're not as accessible to younger children. And... Uh, and, and only accessible to age appropriate uh young people and um and that is a distinction uh i, I think so and, and i think that mo- i think that most people in this community agree with that you know they don't want censorship uh but they do want it in an age appropriate place and um I, i'm just glad that people think that there's tons of kids to go to the library and they can find, because i mean i'm just to be honest i mean i'm sure there are it's hard to get kids in the library tiffany takes you know takes the young ones up there and stuff but uh i just don't see it being overrun with kids every single day you know right. it, 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 as far as kids that can read that could find this type of material i'm not talking about little kids who go up there with their mother i'm talking about you know 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old kids. You don't see them riding their bikes to the library right. and going in Which, like, they, like a, they used to. Wouldn't that be a beautiful uh, thing? It, it, it would be a good thing. Yeah, problem to have. Unless there's a field trip, you don't see that many kids. I've been to that library many, many times, and, and I haven't seen any minors in that in there whatsoever. But the public library ought to be a place that people can also do research. Correct. Uh, that's writing and, and doing different things. And I think all material ought to be available. Correct. Right. Maybe they should put uh, certain material in certain sections and right. ban minors from going to those sections. Well, or having to have permission get to get in but that the, area. But right. the harassment, the harassment that took place to make this person resign, they destroyed somebody's life. Yeah, that's not good. Well, right. I mean, I'm not. Sh- well, and, and, I, but, and I there's also a grant thing that has happened along this line where he missed a grant, guys. And so it's not just a, res- a resignation about miss one this, grant. Uh, miss well, one but he grant. missed. A, he uh, well, the county commission is. So there's more to this story all the way around, you know. And now it's become a lightning rod and 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 a, a talking point. Um, it's do, I hadn't does, heard this, this. I hadn't does heard this. this community want um, want materials out? Period. When it's um, a display, How, what do, what do we want to do with our? At least there's a co- conversation now about the library, which had well, been a very thing. Personal life looked like it got into that discussion. He has a, a place where he had a drag show. And that seems to him. Well, that's it's the truth, the though, Jim. He did of, have a drag. He had a drag show where you know they were and, telling people and it's tell none them. of their business what he does on his uh, unless he's robbing a bank or holding somebody up. I mean, this was not just a private business. thing. This was a drag show in the arts district, and he's I have not seen a an business. arts bazaar or anything else happen in the arts district. But it's become a political action. But, 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 but it, this has nothing to do with his job at the library. 
Where else would and you it have it? Doesn't right interfere show. with his yeah. job at the library. Yeah. Well, not in the arts district. His job at the library. It should. It should not. You. You are correct, Mr. York. Where, where? What better place to have a drag show than in the arts district? At a brewery. Yeah. yeah. So the, we're okay with the drag shows right now. Yeah, right? Free country, had, right? It's, it's a free country, country, right? But in Nashville, in which I live forever, I mean, everybody has, is taking that there's always been a sexual connotation to drag shows wherever. And so you have them in a community or a section of community where adult material happens. At a brewery. That's, that's where okay. adults go and drink alcohol. Okay. That's, <laughs> but that's that is... It, and there was not just one drag show. Yeah. There were four drag shows in the community in the last year. Okay? Then they got if everybody's upset. okay with that, then that everybody's okay with that. But it's a conversation, you know, and does your head of your library... I mean, that was a lightning rod. Come on, guys. It was. I, so, you know, he had I'm, a display I'm a of now, LGBTQ you know, books in the library, sounds like good fun and that me. set people yeah, off. I, the, uh, yeah, my, my niece, who's married and straight as far as I know, uh made a when they had the show she uh made all this rainbow colored jewelry you know necklaces sure uh wristbands. that's fantastic for yeah, adults guess what she goes down there and sells eight hundred dollars worth of her jewelry in two days now this is good for commerce folks this is business so you're <clears throat> so you're okay with children attending drag shows I'm not going to tell. I'm not. Drag shows, yeah. Debbie? Yeah, I mean, I. I hey, well, that's, get off the boat. Get I don't know whether any boat. children attended a drag show or not. I don't know. Well, so. But, and, and, but if there were, I'm not going to tell another. I'm care. not going to tell another parent how to raise the child. I don't see drag okay. show. I don't see a. <laughs> I mean, they they watch Big Bird, you know. I mean, yeah, but do they stuff dollar bills in Big Bird's g-string? Is that where we are for children to do that? Is that where y'all are? I mean, let's, all type of impersonators. Next uh, thing you want people, you want to stop people from listen, impersonating. Listen, it is an adult. Else. It is an adult event, and adults can be there. That is an adult event. I do not want children going to a drag show. It's not period. your business. It's not your. Well, maybe business. not, a, Jim. But I just think it's grooming. <laughs> this is first I heard the children went to the drag grooming, show. Grooming, grooming, grooming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a whole other subject that I hadn't been brought up. I'd not heard about before. People ought to I mean, leave yeah, folks it, alone. I'm like, it, it raises some leave concerns. Well, alone. it'd be nice to leave people alone, Jim, but it, it's, it's, if you it know. If it doesn't violate your personal space, leave them alone. I believe that that is an adult venue that needs to be in adult areas and, and treated as such. That is my opinion. Do you know for a fact that kids attended the drag show? I believe it was open and children were not I allowed. I believe. Do you no, know? No, 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 Jim. The the advertisement said we're having a gay pride parade. Okay, that's that's great. Then you have a drag show, and they said then at the evening all children have to leave because it was an evening party. So that so if parents wanted to bring their people to the drag show or their kids, I think they were open to do that here. Yes. Do we know if any attended? I I wasn't there. I wasn't there. And I, I but again, that is parental, uh, Whatever they're going to do. This is like, why did Tom Fox leave Hohenwald? We don't know that he. Changed. Well, I know that. Uh, the, well, this, this, you know, this is the thing is the, the library board uh, person, Mr. Fox, you know, I'm going through the voting records right now. You know, it's 
we had a conversation with him. But there's a lot more to this than just this. So let's just have a conversation with everybody about what all's going on. But there was a missed grant. Well, okay, I, so that had something to do with it as well. So I, I agree with that. How many grants did you all miss when you were on the city council? I hope not any that we could take advantage of. <laughs> we did la- lose grant, the Obama huh? last one that we were trying to get for the Civil Rights Museum, but that's a different story. Yeah, that's a different story. Mm. Yeah, thank you. It wasn't, wasn't up to us. You know, we have been trying. I've been trying, and I was one of the few voices that could join Chris at the time trying to save Mrs. A.J. Morton's funeral home. It was less listed as one of the top ten critical historic sites that was going to be turned down. But the person that owns torn, the property, torn down, you mean. That was going, well, it was supposed to be demolished by the city, and we did everything we could to keep it standing. I even got... <laughs> Thoroughgood Marshall's Foundation to give money to it, but we couldn't get the owner to sell it to get this started. And when Obama was leaving office, he was giving money specifically for these things, which would have been perfect for the Civil Rights Museum here or African American history. But the person that owned it would not, would not. Krista tried to talk her into it. I tried to talk her into it. It just, you know, things. Nobody wants to teach African-American history in schools, Debbie. I don't know why that's so important when you don't want to teach it in school. Jim, I brought the Civil Rights Museum out of Memphis up here to teach us how or could we be a satellite office on the Freedom Trail. I'm telling you, it was a dropped opportunity. And so now the building over here is even worse with the tree growing up in the back. It's been 20 years trying to do this for the community. And I just, I I don't want to hear that no one's trying to do anything for the African-American community regarding history. Because I was on the front front of that Teaching in school. That's good enough. Teaching in school. Okay. So. It's just part of American history. Absolutely it is. I mean, we learned about African Americans. How did we change subject again here? Though? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Jim said, "Did you miss a grant?" No. So I mean, we, we're talking so about. She went off on a tangent when I said a man missed one grant. Wait, wait, and, and you said, "Hey, did you ever we're miss a grant?" Talking about the library and what's going on down yeah. there. Yeah, and um, it's. I just think it's a tragedy. Well, it's still a mixed picture. To mess up somebody's life, I like think that, well, that he should not have resigned. Why did he resign? Well, it, I mean, that was in his purview. He resigned. Nobody fired him. He resigned. So the, the decision was his. Accepted his resignation and they, that, with regret. regret. Right. So why did they do that? That was that power was totally in his hands and their hands. So let's not say that there were victims here on this. Okay. He resigned. He is a victim. The man lost his he, job. No, he no power? he resigned, Jim. There's two. That's different than losing your job. Uh, Debbie, I'm just not sure. Look, everybody in this community. I mean, you all, all right. would have supported him as everybody. There, it's not like people are saying that he should have lost his job out there, right? I, I like Zach. So, I, I so that's he the seemed, thing. Uh, very. So there would have been support for him to stay. He very knowledgeable and competent. So he would have had support to say, but he chose to resign. Well, he didn't want to be in the middle of a whirlwind. Um, All right, let's take a break and come back. Mr. York, we'll give you first up on the other side. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
it's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello everyone, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Are you aware that gold is at historical highs? That's right, and now is an opportune time to sell that unwanted jewelry made of gold or platinum. We also buy gold and silver coins or ingots. Tillis Jewelry will make you a top dollar offer paid in cash on the spot. Also, we buy diamonds from a quarter carat and larger, any shape, round, oval, marquee, and princess. Bring them in for an offer, you might just be surprised. Highest offer paid, I guarantee it. Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Get ready for cold weather with Hiller's Happy HVAC Comfort Bundle. Keep your family warm inside and out. Bundle an HVAC replacement system with a germicidal UV light and an extended 10-year warranty, and we'll include a free solo stove. Or get a free solo stove when you buy a whole home generator or water filtration and descaler. Plus, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 12 months. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. The NASCAR Cup Series. They are off and running and heading side-by-side up to turn number one. Championship four. Head to Phoenix Raceway. Trouble turn two. Denny Hamlin breaks loose. He's into the outside retaining wall. For the opportunity to claim NASCAR's ultimate prize. He's back now, and now he is a Cup Series champion in 2021. It's the NASCAR Cup Series Championship. Sunday, November 6th at 1 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm the Republican-endorsed candidate for Columbia City Mayor. Columbia is home, and there's no other place like it. And the city itself is special. But what makes us great are our people. And of course, we've known this all along. Now, the world has taken notice, and everyone wants to move here, so it needs to be protected. And that's why I'm running for mayor, and I'm asking for your vote. We need to control growth and make growth pay for itself. We need to keep Columbia free and open, protecting our small businesses and churches from unnecessary mandates. We need to keep Columbia safe by hiring and maintaining the best police and fire in the state. And we need an economy that works for everyone in a city and a county that works together. There's no time to waste. The future of Columbia is in our hands. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm asking for your vote for Columbia City Mayor. Paid for by the committee to elect Debbie Matthews Mayor, Ken MacArthur, Treasurer. He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound to watch a bandit run. Whatever. My name is Dude is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. 
Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how are you? Doing well, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. What's going on? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I got a question. Why don't we let's keep say good morning to Debbie. Time? Let's say oh, good morning okay. to Debbie Matthews first. Good morning, everybody. All right, shoot, Mr. York. Why do we keep changing to daylight savings time in this day and era? I mean, people are people are complaining about that. Yeah, but it was dark at seven o'clock this morning. Kids have been standing out the bus stop in the dark for an hour. Why don't we just go to a standard time? Well, we're on standard time right now, and it's dark at 7 a.m. No, we're on daylight we're savings time right now. Well, savings. Or go, we go to standard, then it will be set forever. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, that was that was done when we had an agrarian society. People went to the fields like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and worked till 7 at night. And you don't have – you have some farmers out there that could benefit. But, I mean, the, the population as a whole are not – not using that you know it's, it's an inconvenience well there is actually i think i'm almost positive of this I'm, i am positive of this tennessee uh it's a the, there's a federal law about it and a state law about it actually tennessee i think has passed a bill to make daylight savings time uh year round if the federal government allows it which right now they're not doing. Um, I can remember back in the Carter days when we were going to save energy that uh, if, if you don't remember all that, you didn't miss anything, um, that we did go to year-round uh, daylight savings time, and it lasted a couple of three years. And the problem the reason it didn't last was exactly the one Debbie points out because uh, it gets light. In that case, you're not getting any daylight really till about 7 a.m. Yeah, and so you got school kids out in the dark waiting on the bus, and that's that's the big criticism of year-round daylight savings time. Yeah. Well, this this if you'll notice about this time every year, even though they've shortened, you know. Um, the daylight savings time to where now it's instead of changing right, early right. October now it's they November. Sort of, they've sort of done a hybrid where right. it's, it's, it's just a very it. short period but of standard time. Yeah, like last year, early mornings. I think there were at least five incidents w- within the state where children got hit at their school bus stop. And so you know, I don't know. I got up at seven o'clock this morning. It was just as dark as it could be. So. I don't know how to settle that. I do know when I worked for an airline, the time change was crazy on an airline schedule because, you know, you had parts of Indiana that never changed, but the rest of the state did, or Arizona. You know, it would make things easier on scheduling people that they didn't have to do that twice a year um, because that was insanity, adjusting all the clocks and all the routes. So, um, really interesting but I know that there's I think there's been a petition to the state to get it to not change anymore people are sick of it of making the change and people hate driving home at 4.30 in the afternoon on the interstate with their headlights on they they hate that as well so maybe we just split the difference at 30 minutes and call it a day you know what I'm saying you could do that if you're on St. John's New Brunswick in Canada, they're actually five and a half hours ahead of this time zone. So we could split the difference 30 minutes and call it a day. How about that? Uh, maybe so. I think the I think I think the ascendant uh, 
I think the ascendant, uh, the the momentum is in favor of year-round daylight savings time right now. Yeah. But we'll see. All right. In the meantime, folks, we are six days out of an election. The Democrats and the Biden administration have just gone insane. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to scare everybody. Biden, Biden today not scaring people. They're, they're oh yes, yeah, so the they Republicans are going to do away with Social Security and Medicare. Oh, and another woman is. Another woman has come forward on Herschel Walker. How many yeah. women will come forward on Herschel Walker over the weekend? Three days before did, the election. Did, did y'all see uh, while Joe Whole rafts of them, you know, <laughs> Joe, Joe, load buses of them. Joe Biden was uh, campaigning for Charlie Chris last night, and uh, Joe claimed that he went to Delaware State University. Yes, I heard all that. Uh, which is a little bit of a problem. Uh, Delaware State University is a historically black institution. <laughs> yes. So, And he also said his yeah. son he died the, in Iraq. Yeah, he went to the University of Delaware, yes. not Delaware State Right. University. Well, he probably thinks And he, he said, and back in Iraq where my son died, and his son died of brain cancer six years after well, leaving Well, you know, Iraq. that kind of thing doesn't really bother me. But he comes out, and this is, of course, what his teleprompter is telling him to do. He... He announces a $13 billion package to bring energy costs down for low- and moderate-income families to help with the winter bills. And, you know, this is six days before an election. Is this really going to happen? No. Is it going to make any difference? No. That's the main thing, even if it were to happen. And it's just an election gimmick. Well, I'm looking here. The polls are showing that uh, in this election that's coming up next week, the uh, the polls are showing that the primary issues um, are inflation, the economy, immigration, and crime. Yes. Inflation, economy, <clears throat> immigration, and crime. Now, what are the Democrats doing about any of that? Not uh, a dang thing. Not a thing. And not only not only are they not doing anything about any of those issues, they 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 just deny that there's a problem with any of that. <sighs> Well, when you got companies making billions of dollars, Delk, it's kind of hard to pass that on to you, to the population, and and they don't care. You got oil companies. Oh, making I'm not going to go along with the big company bashing business. And 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 you know, uh, and you that's know, what's causing the inflation. Seven when, months when ago, I wrote a letter to everything the everything goes up. When, when Seven I, months ago, I wrote a letter to the editor talking about the upcoming diesel fuel shortage and where was Murray County and where is the city of Columbia on how we store diesel fuel so we make sure that our fire engines and our police cars and all that are able to, to – and our services of our trucks and our trash trucks. And so here we are. I think we've got 20 days' worth of diesel. This is how food is transported around this country. And everybody is just acting as if it's business as usual. We've got a crisis coming after this election because fuel is going to double. And we're going to have no diesel when supply lines are going down. And nobody's prepared because everybody is saying everything is A-OK. And refineries aren't making diesel. No, there's an additive that comes out of Russia that we have boycotted that you put in diesel. This is the problem. And, you know, Mr. York, I'm sorry. You know, I go in I go in Dollar General trying to just buy some canned soup. And no the, longer Dollar, huh? No. Yeah, let's the, talk. Well, don't the, laugh about it, Jim. It's horrible. Everything. Milk's high as hell. Bread's high as hell. Um, you know, beer's high as hell when you can get it. Shelves have been empty since the pandemic started. They say Kroger's is just absolutely empty shelves yeah. right now. Yeah, and don't, don't, I mean, I finally ended up getting some. The, the whole shelves for canned goods, canned soups were just empty. And this is all 
pandemic related but it's created shortages well guess what happens when you get shortages the price goes up that's supply and demand economics yeah, 101 that's, that's the market that's the market Dale. Well, and, and so the pandemic it, all the lockdowns and shutdowns hell i go out there to see terry bolt right try buy a bottle of whiskey and you know there is none and so what's the matter they shut down over there at um you know and and uh, Lynchburg or where? No. I, I'm telling you, Delk, as long as Tennessee football continues to win, you're going to see beer shortages at the Dollar General <laughs> and at Terry Boat. Well, no, this, uh, is, this, has been, this has been... demand. This has been Those going on since early. the pandemic started. And so, so why didn't they have whiskey? I mean, the whiskey's made right over here at Normandy, you know. Right. And uh, he says the bottles are all made in blue states. That's right. They all shut down. Everything's and, and we're still you know, not catching up on that supply no, shortage. No. It's probably going to take years. And I've heard that the train settlement that Biden supposedly took care of is not Has settled. fallen through. It has fallen through, so we're going to have a train issue and a diesel issue. But nobody's talking about that. I just want Murray County and the city of Columbia to be smart and get some storage of our diesel fuel. I know that we have some storage, but no, no. I'm telling you. I, I, this is a Nobody's tangent that attention. I'm reluctant to go off on, but what what have the city in Columbia or Murray County got to do with diesel storage? Because we have fire engines and trucks and all of our equipment that runs on diesel. How are we going to run city services or county services if we don't? If there is an absolute diesel shortage, we if should oil, have uh, have some supplies on hand because if we the have oil cities and counties aren't to run. making diesel. How are you going to buy diesel, Debbie? There's been They're diesel the last seven months, diesel. Jim. We've been able to buy diesel. But, you know, you have to have – it's just like our reserves. I believe a city and a county should have reserves. You know, we that's my opinion. fire engines. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My oh, head just exploded. My <clears throat> yeah. Oh, you're going to have to do something because if the company, all companies aren't producing enough diesel to supply, that means there's going to be shortages across the country. So, you know, we got to do something. <laughs> we can't yeah. come because our fire truck is Let, still let's, charging. Let's be, folks, let, let's be very clear is what's about to happen. The uh, Biden administration has artificially pushed down the price of gas by massive releases from the strategic exactly. oil reserve those will cease next week yes and then the price of gas is probably going up to five or six bucks by christmas yes and the biden administration is is not going to do anything about it because the democratic party of today is completely owned by the greenies and it doesn't matter how many union jobs have to be lost. It doesn't matter how many jobs have to be lost. It doesn't matter how many people become unemployed because they can't afford transportation to their job. It doesn't matter. The Greenies own Joe Biden's teleprompter. And they want the price of gas to go up because they Joe want Biden us, they want us to quit. They want Joe Biden's quit. not doing crap, Jim. Joe Biden's not he's doing wandering crap. around in a circle. And, and, That's all he's doing but, right and now. And he is he's already doing more for people. He he has said that the rising gas prices are a necessary pain on the way to a fossil fuel free future yes and that's what he ran on so they're going to own it you all they're going to own it jim the democrats are going to own this wailing and gnashing of teeth just wait till next week well and when the price of gas does go up i think the american people haven't been fooled by being uh in terms of being bought with their own gas 
their votes being bought with their own gas. I don't think the American people are not being fooled, but the ones who who might have been fooled or a little bit in doubt are going to realize when the price of gas spikes after this election that they have been betrayed and betrayal that betrayal yes played and betrayed and that betrayal will go into 2024 with a red wave that you've never seen before. Well, you know, Art Laffer, I remember was... that. Remember that uh, uh, candidate in New York one time whose only campaign platform was the rents too high. Yeah, the rips too damn high. That's what the he said. Too damn I high. love that video. Well, gas. It's going to be people yeah. who go to work, get a paycheck, yes. spend what their check at Walmart and on their house payment, and their car payment, and have nothing left until the next paycheck. Um, and that's, somehow you all tend to fool the. The poor, the working poor people, I, I still don't understand. You talk about, you help them, you talk about, you do this and you do that. The only tax breaks that I know poor people got was when Joe Mr. Biden was Mr. in York. office. It's not about a tax Mr. break, Jim. If, if you're out there getting a paycheck and you and you spend it all at the end of the week on your car payment, your house payment, and some groceries. And a gas bill. The, you don't give a damn about programs for poor people. You need cheap gas. Well, well, the gas is affecting... wages increase in a lot of states except Tennessee. <laughs> you need cheap help, gas. Gas affects everything. It affects every price, Jim, of everything across this country. Across this nation. Gas is the lifeblood of working people. Absolutely. You know, we got eggs that are $3 a dozen right now. $3 a dozen. And a loaf of bread is over 5 bucks. And you can't it's get chicken triple. noodle soup in Dollar General. All right, Clayton, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I had to... He's got I, a big grocery I, I got seven mouths to feed, so, I, I mean, food prices are outrageous. I mean, it's costing us at least probably two or three hundred bucks more a month than it did a year ago. There you go. Well, we're out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, folks. Both Democrats. So